Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Nick Finzer, and I'm here today to talk with one of the most amazing trombonists I've ever heard. And uh, we met each other a few years back now uh, in New York, but uh, he has a brand new album coming out. Uh, he can clarify if it's three and one or three plus one, uh, but it's coming out on October the 23rd. And I'm excited that he's here today to chat with, and that's uh, Kasperi Sarakoski, and can also probably help me with the pronunciation of his name as well. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Nick. Good job with the name pronunciation. Yeah. Wasn't too terrible. No, no, no it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So um, just let everybody know, where are you talking to us today from? So um, I'm coming to you from Helsinki, Finland, from my own, own home here. Um, um, and uh, it's, it's, yeah, I met Nick, um, I think a couple of years, maybe two, three years ago in New yeah, York. Something like that. Um, yeah, I was studying at the Juilliard School, uh, doing my, my artist diploma study there. And, uh, you know, Nick had been through the school and we, I think, I think we met at Smalls Jazz Club. I came to talk to you after Lucas Pino, Nonet. Sounds possible. <laughs> and then, you know, we saw each other at the Jazz Congress and mm. saw each other a few times. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, never together, we'd never. Yeah, we haven't, which is a shame. Well, someday, one of these days, it will make it happen. Yeah. Um, excellent. So, first of all, let's clarify: is it three and one or three plus one? The album title. It's three plus one, and three uh, plus one. Yeah, the logic is is a, it's a trio, record, mm -hmm. um, with Simon Wilson on bass and Francesco Cinillo on drums, and. All the, all the tracks, you know, we, like I said, it's a trio album, but for, for one track, we have um, a guest uh, guest soloist, and that's Christian Lee on piano. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's Simon who came up with the name, three plus one, and I, I really didn't, didn't have a great name in mind, so it's just very functional, you know. No, that's three great. Plus one at, on the track. No, oh, that's great. That's great. Um, so... Let's back up. We'll, we'll talk a lot about the record and tell everyone about all the tunes and everything, but let's back up a little bit. So in 20, you said, I think 2017, you moved to New York. Correct. Is that right? So what got you to that point? Like, how did you start playing the trombone? How did you decide you wanted to come to New York and go to Juilliard? Give us, give us the story. Well, uh, I mean, I've been playing trombone since, since I was a boy. Um, I grew up here in Helsinki, which is the capital of Finland. Um, for those who may not be quite sure where Finland is, it's um, Northern Europe, Scandinavia or, or Nordic countries, strictly speaking. Um, so I grew up here, you know, started playing jazz when I was a boy. I went straight into, you know, jazz. I, I never had um, a classical education, um, played jazz, um, studied in the Sibelius Academy, started working around as a freelancer. Um, there's a, there's a pretty decent jazz scene here for its size, you know, Finland's a small country, but uh, for, for its size, you know, the, the scene's pretty good. And um, so I, I worked, I worked, um, in, you know, in and around just like the sort of ordinary musician jobs and then I'd get called to do jazz gigs as well. You know, the, the way trombone players make a living, it's not always jazz, but it's, you know, it can be anything, you know, studio, some TV, theater, whatever, you know, but I always, jazz was always my passion. So uh, 
you know, I made my first album here with, with a local group of mine. Then I worked with the, the, the big band here that they have, you know, um, maybe your listeners are familiar with the WDR big band in Cologne. Sure. We don't, we don't, you know, so we have a, a sort of equivalent here. There are several European sort of radio big bands, if you like. Um, this one is, the one in Helsinki is the UMO Jazz Orchestra, and now it's been re- renamed the UMO Helsinki Jazz Orchestra. But, um, you know, it's, it's fun, it was funded by the radio in part and also by the city, and now, you know, the funders have changed a bit, so they've changed the name, so it's Helsinki, Helsinki Jazz Orchestra, but it's uh, UMO Helsinki. So I was working with them uh, for a few years. You know, I, I'd never got, I, I never auditioned. So it was, it was kind of like a, I was a, a sort of, what do you call it? Um, inter, intermittent sort of guy doing it, you know. Sure. Interim, interim is the word I'm looking for. So, you know, I did it for a few seasons. And I, you know, I'd always had this, uh, you know, this dream of going to New York as, as so many other musicians do jazz musicians in particular and and so i thought you know i'll have a look around and see how i can make it happen because you know coming out coming from outside the u.s it's not it's not as easy just moving in you know if you need all the visas and stuff so and i did some research and i i found that i had already by that time i'd already done the, my master's degree in the, in the sibelius academy here which is a great school and got my jazz masters here and work work as a musician and um i thought well you know it'd be great to to uh, to get to go to New York, and I started looking around for schools that might have a, a sort of post master's degree. I, I and I didn't know anything about the, the Juilliard Artist Diploma um, program. And I was just, look, just looking around, you know. And, and to me, the funny thing was Juilliard was one of these just one one of the New York schools I had heard. I'd heard of you know New School, Manhattan School of Music, you know various various others and. So I, I just found this program. I was like, "Oh, I'll just give it a shot and see, you know, if it if it works out." And I, I sent in the tape. You know, everything went well, and I got to the school. And I, it was during the live audition that I realized that, you know, just by listening to what you know, hearing what people, other applicants were saying, and you know, the, the words that they were using to describe the school, I suddenly realized that, you know, I, I think this is kind of a special school. <laughs> I had no idea it was, uh, you know, consistently ranked the number one performing arts school in the world and i you know i people wore, wore suits to the auditions and like oh wow this is, seems to be a big deal but um you know and, and i'm so grateful i got in um so that was sort of my passport to new york it's a very typical story you know for a for a you know a non-american jazz musician you know you come in to new york to study and then several you know a lot of them stay um and i was also planning well, not for planning, but I was keeping that option open of staying after two years. But then, then the uh, the audition finally came for this position while I was on tour here in Finland, which was pretty amazing. I hadn't been back to Finland in about a year, and right, you know, about three or four days before my, the tour began, or we were going to start rehearsing here, they they suddenly announced this audition, which they hadn't which they hadn't opened up. You know, they hadn't opened up the position in about nine years. So there's been a long sort of process of people sort of subbing in and, you know, sort of playing that, playing that chair. And, and I just thought, well, I'll check it out and just see what, what's in the cards and, and uh, it worked out. So I, I moved back after two years, which was not at all planned to, to basically my same old job, but this time, you know, uh, having officially won one position. So, so here I am. Um, but a lot, 
I got so much out of my two years at, at, at Juilliard in New York. It, it completely changed me as a, as a musician and as a, you know, hopefully to some extent as a person, you know, uh, you know, it got a huge, huge boost and, and just, a, you know, I just learned, learned so much from those two years and still, it's still with me, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And you're one of just a few trombonists to be in that uh, artist diploma program there. Right. So yeah. You and Marshall and uh, right. else, Eric, Eric Miller. Eric, uh, yeah. Did you do the masters or did we do? The- I did my masters. Yeah. Right. Okay. But it also right. was my, my ticket to New York. Didn't need a visa, but it was a good excuse to, to get there. Right. That's amazing, man. So that kind of led to you finding some musicians. I think Francesco was in the AD program with you. Yes. Maybe kind of led to, to this project in some kind of way. Is that true? That's, that's true. You know, I, I did have the idea of, of making a recording at some point, um, just like Yuk Casares did, you know, who, you know, he also recorded for, um, mm-hmm. for in music sketches overseas, you know, sort of similar idea. Um, but this was something I had in, in mind before moving to New York and I, I was just sort of waiting for a good opportunity to go into the studio. And I, I like Francesco's playing a lot and I met Simon through Francesco. We we played at uh, at Smalls, you know, with Francesco's band, and and I really like Simon's bass playing. So I asked him to to come on the record. And Christian, I had met many years before. I think it was 2011. I met him in in uh, in Sao Paulo. We were we were both there at and at the uh, IS IASJ conference, which is the International Association for Schools of Jazz. That's the conference oh, okay. by Dave Liebman. And, um, and then we, we, we played again, Christian and I, in, in a recording session in, in Lucerne a few years later. So I knew Christian and I liked his playing. So um, I, I, want, I, wanted to, I wanted to make a trio record, but, but really, let's be honest, like who wants to listen to a full album of trombone trio? So I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the target audience you know yeah i know it's it's a wide you know wide market but um you know christian sort of say it comes in and saves us halfway through the albums you know gives us a, our ears a bit of a a rest i guess and then we then we grind on you know until the end so that's that's how i met the guys yeah um i'm wondering was what was the inspiration for wanting to do a trio record? Because I don't know, trombonists tend to not do that. I mean, there's only, I can only think of Marshall as the other only other person that like does trombone trio. True. Actually, I think Niels Vogram. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not uh, yeah, uh, as hip. Yeah, he he has a an organ trio record, but that that wasn't sort of actually neither one was was really an inspiration as such. Hmm. You know, as an idea, I like I like you know. Both of them are amazing musicians, but sure. um, I think I think I yeah now like look, looking back I, I was I was listening to um, Fly Trio at the time, which is you know a trio by uh, Mark Turner, um, Larry Grenadier, and and Jeff Ballard, you know, and um, of course you know also uh, Kenny. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Kenny Garrett's trilogy. So, you know, that's another, um, you know, I mean, if you're a jazz musician, you do end up playing in trio settings a lot, a lot of the time, especially live, you know, nowadays it's, it's, it's harder to, 
tour with like a you know a quartet or quintet or sextet so you know you play a lot with the trio and and that's just a, it's, it's a challenge it's a huge challenge especially for a trombone player you know i mean you have to be so creative in order to keep the listener captivated all, all the way throughout throughout the album plus it's you know as you know it's it's a chops challenge you know playing it playing just but um you know so i i was sort of really inspired by by fly trio and their sound uh, which is you know sort of goes in line with the, the sort of contemporary or contemporary jazz or sort of, you know 2000s you know the the noughties you know jazz and and you know where where i think it's still kind of kind of relevant you know that sound where we are now um you know 21st century contemporary jazz but um so that's something i wanted to do and i i, I didn't go into like as you as you will hear if you listen to the album it's not really like a straight ahead album it's it's quite an even eights and you know i don't know maybe maybe there's sort of an, a european feel to it as well I, mean, I wasn't really trying to make a sort of nordic sounding album I, you know that is it was, that wasn't the aim but like maybe i guess you can hear some nordic influences coming through i mean that would be natural but fly trio recorded for ecm and, and there's a really beautiful beautiful sound on the album so this was kind of my my attempt at, at recording a contemporary trio album Mm-hmm. Well, you get you succeeded yeah thanks well we did get to swing on, on one of the tunes which is the single we put out wide lanes mm-hmm. so what are some of the um i mean this might be a little bit of a nerdy question but i'm gonna ask it anyway what were some of the like things that you thought of either conceptually or compositionally to kind of keep that variety within the sound of just the trombone trio oh good question i don't know if i really thought thought about that that's just a that's just a purely selfish question because i think about these things when i'm trying to put a set together too it's definitely <laughs> worth thinking about you know i mean thinking about sounds and thinking about textures you know so it doesn't get too repetitive um i don't know you know i i think i think i was thinking more about moods and tempos and, and sort of from you know vibe more more than this maybe compositional point of view um you know it's it's rather uh rather sort of um what would i call it down paced maybe in parts you know it's rather cool we don't really get into a lot of burning um on the album um so it's rather sort of serene i guess and and sort of maybe minimalist minimalistic at times as well so but but i I'm I'm happy the way it worked out. It was it was a weekend we we did in Brooklyn with those guys, and I'm just, I I'm happy with where the way it came out in the end. <laughs> maybe yeah, I mean it sounds great. <laughs> taking a few months off, not listening to it helps. Yes, sir. <laughs> I feel you on that one. Um, so I'm just curious, you know, just in general, what I mean, what is it like for you to have had all the experiences in New York, and then you come back to Helsinki and you're playing in that jazz orchestra again and uh first of all like what is that what is that like now that you have this kind of whatever New York experience and uh what also I'm just curious like what is it like being in that band do you guys play a lot do you what kind of stuff do you do because it's a two-part well, question yeah okay thanks um well I I hmm so this, how do how would I answer that it, it just I had so many great experiences and I just learned so much, not by 
simply going to school, but by hearing so many great concerts and, and playing alongside such good colleagues, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it leaves uh, a strong, strong sound image or sort of soundscape in your in your brain or ear, and you know it's it's ever with you after that. Um, so yeah, I I I developed a stronger understanding of jazz and, you know, throughout those two years. And I, I'm, I'm just, you know, very grateful for the experiences. It's, it's interesting. Um, being a musician in New York is like a roller coaster. It's like uh, you have ex extreme highs where you get to play with amazing musicians and, you know, historic venues at best. And, you know, you know, sort of really riding the wave but then then the reality of of you know being at making a living and being a musician is is tough you know so sometimes you do things that you wouldn't want to do you know for to just pay the rent and here it's here it's much smoother for me at the moment you know who knows things change quickly as we we've noticed and learnt <laughs> this year but uh, um it, it's it's sort of smoother i've got i've got different uh you know, different qualities, you know, here, my lifestyle, you know, such so sort of like more like going to work um, and, and having a salary, you know, is, is amazing. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a different type of experience. You know, I, I, I really miss the highs from New York, you know, New York. I, I miss, miss those experiences, but um yeah, it's it's just very different. I I think I'm I've been able to to sort of help the orchestra in my own small way, just just bringing that energy and bringing a bit of knowledge about how to play things stylistically. And I think, um, that you know they've really appreciated, you know, listening to me rant on about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So this is the way they do it, sort of thing, and then they listen. Some some like it and some don't. Well, I think that there's a lot of, at least a few that I've encountered, a bunch of younger trombonists that definitely look up to you and everything that you've been doing. And oh, really? um, I've, I mean, I've heard about you from them, even though we met already, but they're like, oh, do you know Kasperi? I'm like, yeah, I know Kasperi. And they're like, oh, oh he's amazing. And this and that. So you have a lot of fans or at least some <laughs> out there, out there. So I'm curious, do you also, do you do any um, educational stuff? Do you teach anywhere right now? Or I teach a bit. Yeah, I teach. I just got to ask to teach at the Sibelius Academy. So I lead an ensemble there. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that job. It's, it's a great job. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I can see myself that I'm, I'm incorporating concepts and things I learned from, from um, my time at, with the AD ensemble, you know, and things that Ben Wolf and Winton would, Winton Marsalis would, would come and tell us and teach us. So uh, had I not gone to Julia, first of all, I wouldn't have been offered that job which is an interesting thing because, uh, you know, uh, sort of having been a New York based musician sort of has, has risen. My profile's risen as a, as a result, you know, and, you know, I, I got asked to do concerts and, and, and things that I wouldn't, wouldn't have, wouldn't have been asked to do had I not spent two years in New York. Um, so I sort of had to, to go there to come back and <laughs> get certain types of work, but, you know, teaching at the Sibelius Academy is, is, is a good, good job. And uh, that's, that's what I do. I don't really have a, lot, a great amount of 
private students, but I, I always give the odd lesson here and there. I try nice. to <laughs> take lessons myself. And people, if people don't know, so the Sibelius Academy is like, it's like the Juilliard of Helsinki, right? That's, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's the Juilliard of Finland. It's of a Finland. good school. Yeah. 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 It has a reputable program for classical as well. You know, some great classical conductors go on to conduct the greatest, you know, orchestras. They've been, they've been, there's, there's Esapekka Salonen, for example, and, you know, I'm sure he's good for the Academy, you know, he worked in LA and stuff. So it's a great school. For sure, for sure. So let's bring it back around you to the album and talk to, talk about that a little bit more before I let you go. Um, so trio plus one, we got a Christian uh, Christian Lee along with with the trio. Um, tell us a little bit about what's coming up for the album. It's coming out on October twenty third. Are you doing any uh, live streams? Are you doing any gigs? Are you playing the music somewhere? What's going on? That's, that's a good question. We had a whole tour lined up. Um, I was going to have all the guys come over here and we had i think six concerts and you know then covid19 came along and and sort of blew that but we're hoping to to just do it next year so we haven't great so we're just instead of canceling we're i'm hoping it's just postponed so i'm hoping to have a sort of yeah post post um album release tour you know next year hopefully so uh but other than that i haven't i haven't i won't be um playing playing the music live here it's, it's a lot of music to learn and um you know it, it, i just haven't had the time to do it so oh sure yeah but uh, hopefully hopefully people will find it online and and go and buy the album or listen to it on spotify and you know i'll be doing doing some social media stuff to make sure people know it's out there Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and then you mentioned before we started that uh, the UMO is back in playing concerts. And so do you have any concerts coming up with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We playing. We played. Uh, we had a concert on this week. We've got another one tomorrow. So we, we're playing about one or two a week. Um, the profile of the big band. I think that was one of your questions and I failed to answer it earlier on. Yeah, we, we play a lot of music stylistically. So it's, it's really uh, all the way from like Ellington, Camp Basie, all the way up to uh, sort of actually even contemporary classical music at times. You know, it, it's it, it's it's very interesting and it's very challenging to keep going back and forth between uh, between genres. But you know, something like uh, I think WDR, you know, they they got their profile is more maybe compact, and you know, something like Jazz and Lincoln Center is, is extremely. Uh, you know they they know exactly where they're going and uh it's very recognizable the way they sound so we we do a lot of things um tomorrow we'll be playing the music of our our uh, new musical director and 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 conductor ed partika who's who's actually originally from chicago but he's he spent most of his life in europe you know he teaches in in, in austria so he's he's our guest conductor for the next two years and we're playing his music. Um, just finished playing some, some, you know, uh, Thad Jones, Bob Brooke, my sort of, you know, bread and butter, big band stuff. Um, sounded great. And we, we've been setting up streaming equipment. We've been practicing recording and streaming. That's like our newest development here right, right now. So we, we, we now have the capabilities to live stream big band concerts. So 
hopefully that will be happening too. And we, we have we have concerts all the way up until December, really, if, if things go as planned. You know, we're constantly having to readjust and you know, sure mix things up a bit. But but uh, like like I was saying to Nick, here we are now sort of halfway through the COVID pandemic, so we're sort of we're performing, but there are safety measures. You know, we're not playing to full audiences. People are wearing masks and stuff. So hopefully that's where you'll be soon, you know, in the US. We hope so. We hope so. Maybe even by the time this, uh, this album is out, we're right. recording a few weeks before, before, but, um, so I'm really glad to hear that, you know, that's happening. You guys are playing some, you know, just getting to do a little bit uh, at school and play a little bit of music has been, um, uh, good reminder of not to take it not to take it for granted because we it's like wow yeah right. six six months of not playing any music with people is uh draining on your soul or at least it was for me yeah. um excellent well Kasperi, i don't want to take up too much of your time but what what about was there anything about the album that uh, we, we didn't get to share with people yet like maybe one important thing would be where they can find it maybe where what's your website or where you want to send them to listen well yeah of course go to outside of music the out labels you know their website you'll find a lot of other great records there it'll be on spotify i'm sure probably apple music won't it be oh sure yeah it'll be everywhere so and, and you can always find us on, on social media uh you know send us a message uh itunes so the, the usual platforms um yeah you can you can find my name kasperisarikoski.com that's my website and and uh yeah check out check out outside of music outside in music there are there are other albums and artists i know i'm not the only trombonist to be on your label there's also that's true stuff yeah we flock together what can we say true i've been i've been i've been scouting <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep uh, i'm trying try and keep you know a finger on on you know the new york scene even though i'm not there and hopefully i'll i'll be able to come back and and you know play a few concerts and at least say hi to some old friends for sure i'm sure you will uh maybe not in 2020 but maybe in 2021 hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully so so this uh album kasperi sarikoski and his trio the album is three plus one it's out on friday october 23rd kasperi sarikoski.com he said outside of music.com, but I always like to send people right to the artists so that they can purchase a copy from him. Um, I guess if you're in the US, you probably want to purchase it from uh, Amazon because you don't want to pay for shipping from Finland. But if you're in Europe, go to Kasperi's website to kind of purchase that. Well, and I really appreciate you taking some time to talk about the record today, man. And um, I hope uh, we can release some more of your music in the future. Uh -huh.